Live the conversation. Join the conversation on the Cape Talk app on capetalk.co.za and across the city on 567 AM. This is Cape Talk. Join the conversation. Thank you for tuning in to Weekend Early. Now we are talking about a very sensitive subject, but of course it's... uh, it has become all too much of a reality for many of you, I'm sure. Uh, you know, we are not living in the best of times economically. One can never quite prepare themselves for the moment that they are told that their services will unfortunately no longer be needed. Retrenchment is undoubtedly a sensitive subject, like I just said. And in today's economy, it's no longer something that happens to other people and other companies. And according to an article by Kempton Recruitment, it can happen to employees approximately three times within their careers. Oh, that is quite a sobering thought indeed. And and here to provide some sound advice and peace of mind as to how to best handle this turbulent time and how to use this opportunity, this this time as an opportunity to reinvent yourself, is career coach, trainer, retrenchment and reinvention specialist, uh, Jennifer Ritchie. Jennifer, thank you so much for speaking to us on Weekend Early. That's a pleasure. Thank you for contacting me. You know, and, and, you know, I think this is, this is such a pertinent conversation to have. I mean, uh, we are not living, um, in the best of times right now economically, as I had, I had mentioned, um, earlier. And, you know, one can never, can, can, um, can definitely confirm that it's never really a good idea to ever cling to that belief of, uh, you know, that will never happen to me. Absolutely. One has to be prepared in one's life for career transitions, which are going to occur in some form or another, and it might well be retrenchment. And, you know, it's, it's never really pleasant because, I mean, I, I think sometimes, especially if uh, we have an impeccable perf- uh, performance uh, record, track record, um, and also if uh, we've been receiving nothing but praises from our employers, it does come as uh, quite a shock. I mean, it feels as though someone has, has actually just uh, ripped uh, just the, uh, the rug right from beneath us. And it's, it's, it's also, it's, it's, it's quite uh, debilitating. It's not something that, um, you know, one can uh, just um, bounce back from very easily. Absolutely, and I think as a start, if one doesn't process the psychological to approach your plan and doing things correctly. So I put a lot of emphasis on how you process the psychological aspect, and the temptation is always to indulge in the drama, to get involved, to think repeatedly, why did this happen to me? And in fact... What one needs to do is detach from that drama and focus on building on yourself with self-awareness, job market understanding, clear-cut career goals, and then also an appropriate plan of action, which is not sitting around um, a recipe that people know. You need advice and assistance to do that plan correctly. And, you know, it's, it's absolutely true. We do need to, to take uh, certain steps. And, uh, you know, uh, as um, and, and I love what you said when you said that, um, you know, we shouldn't in, indulge uh, in the drama of it. Uh, you know, uh, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, yes, we do have to acknowledge that we are feeling certain things at certain points. And, you know, speaking of which, in your opinion, uh, what, what are the emotional stages of, of retrenchment? So I think the first one is self-guilt and self-blame, where you blame yourself and it's not your fault. There are operational factors in every company that come into play. So I have, in my coaching handbook, I have written a chapter on dealing with the initial doldrums, which 
unfortunately, even for people who are highly organized, it cannot be avoided. You have to sit in, you have to process those feelings and in when you already um, start moving into the next phase. So the psychological does take time. And secondly, you will always have bad days and you need to accept that it's normal. But that you start moving forward. So I think the psychological, um, really it is a period and possibly at least a month where you have to just work through that and realize endings have beginnings, rewrite your script and start building on your well-being. Um, do things that are going to help you process that. So adjust your lifestyle, clean out your stuff, get buy-in from your family, um, work on your well-being and health. So I focus more on the steps to take and obviously it depends per individual what these stages are, but I think the whole stage is just one big bad shock that you have to then take steps to work through. And I think that's that's the, that's the thing. It's uh, it's it's trying to work. It's trying to work your way from from uh, that uh, initial shock, but also understanding that um, you know. I think always what 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 I, what I always think just helps puts things into perspective is understanding that actually one is not alone. And and unfortunately, there are those seasons uh, within an organization where restruct, restructuring will be required. And um, you know, it's 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 one of those things where it's it's never really it's never really anything personal, but also so that um, there's just certain changes that need to be made. And actually, you know, I, I also believe that things always do happen for a reason. Maybe it was a necessary change that needed to happen. If you had been with that organization for a, a number of years, maybe it was time to to change gears. And this was maybe the the only way, I guess, uh, f- in order for the, for uh, one to actually just reassess where they, where they are in their career. Absolutely. I think there are always options. And... So often there's stories of people doing such exciting new things and actually then reaching new awareness in their life they had never had before and building on skills and developing themselves. So there are many positives which come of it and endings, as I said, have beginnings and you need to plan that beginning and focus on building on yourself. And while you're not alone... You need to take accountability for that. No one else can do that career work for you. Absolutely, because it is it is uh, your career at the end of the day, and um, you know it's it, it definitely it's it's not even remotely beneficial to assume the the ostrich position. And by that I mean just sticking your head in the sand and just hoping that this whole moment will will blow over. If anything, I think it is it, it's also uh, character building in itself uh, with regards to. Uh, how much, uh, you know, one can actually be, especially at this moment where they actually are, um, forced to, to sell themselves in a way that they've never have before. Yes, agreed. One of the stages I forgot to mention is panic. So all of us are fearful. We panic. We think that we will never recover. And there's an excellent book by Susan Jeffers, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, where you need to push through that panic and you need to get started and move forward, but the panic, the fear is definitely a reality. And as you said in the beginning, change is a constant in the world we live in today. So 
you might as well just get started and move forward with that change. And absolutely, and you know, change change is certainly good. And you know, I, I and you know, I've I've been wondering this. Uh, you know, just just uh, as as you're also offering advice as to how to best to deal with uh, something this uh, potentially earth shattering. I'm just curious have have um, have you had your own personal experiences with retrenchment, and as have your experiences actually led you to uh, write the book that that you have? I have definitely had a stage in my career where a job ended abruptly and I needed to then switch switch mode and go back to my original skills and do something different. So, yes, I also have been a single mother and I have brought up two sons successfully. Wow. And I know what it feels like to fear that income is not going to come in. And... There's a recipe to go back to your skills, to possibly develop them, and to go through stages that um, will ensure that you, in a structured way, find something suitable. And then the other point is that we need to be flexible. Too many of us think we need to stay in the same position. And I think the secret is to go back to what your skills are. And if you have specialist technical skills, you are so fortunate. If you don't, you can build on what you have. And you know, I think that's that's very comforting to know, um, especially with what you've just saying, what you've just said with building on what you have, is that the one thing that that should reassure uh, our listeners, especially the ones who ha- who are currently going through this, is that you already have a foundation to build on. And um, you know, this where where you have been right now, or where you are, or maybe even uh, just close to completing where you are, th- that that was meant to lay a foundation for a reason. And it's it's how uh, now one can can best use that to to market themselves and you know speaking of which you know just just let's just uh touch on the technical side of it and i know it's also again it's once you've overcome uh, i think that emotional hurdle of 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 dealing with uh being retrenched how how can uh how can one actually um you know give their cv a glowing makeover and 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 how can one actually write those uh winning cover letters Okay, so as far as CVs, one of the mistakes that people make is to rush a CV, send it out en masse, and then the market has been swamped with your poor CV. So that's a big guideline that you must not do that. And how can you do a good CV? It needs to be relevant to your skills and expertise and fairly concise in today's world. So... Long CVs are a problem. A profile comment is a valuable um, section at the start where you give an overview of your expertise and then any qualifications and any technical skills need to be highlighted and people forget to do that. And I think, then, yes, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, then the standard, the standard um, aspects of a CV, but essentially the format needs to be professional and it needs to be grammatically correct, obviously, and eye-catching. 
and you know it's 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 um it's it's so important that you that you mentioned uh, the format as well because I can only imagine, especially with with the way that the t- the, the tide is turning right now, that uh, you'll have quite a few few employers who will be receiving an influx of uh, CVs, digital C- uh, CVs, and I think the last thing they want to do is go through one that is about uh, four to five pages long. So I'm sure um, what would be that I mean the standard would probably be what what uh, two pages um, at the most if, if one can three pages three pages for a high level CV for a um, important position but two pages would be great. Okay. Oh, fantastic. And also, especially now that, uh, you know, when you, uh, consider how much times have changed and you also, uh, you know, just uh, throw social media into the mix as well. And also including certain things like your profile, et cetera, et cetera. And I think, uh, if, if one's able to just compress their, their strengths and their skills, uh, and, uh, you know, just keep it to the point, uh, I think, and, and, and obviously in, in the most, um, you know, a uh, verbally f- uh, favorable way uh, possible in order to just uh, have some sort of advantage. And, uh, you know, I think uh, especially, you, uh, you know, when you think about how companies also uh, handle retrenchments as well, uh, you know, I think, I think especially in this, in this day and age where, you know, emotional intelligence is required, uh, you know, how, in, in your opinion, uh, you know, especially with, with, the, with the work that you have been doing, how can, uh, companies, um, well, in your opinion, what is the best way, uh, or the most, at least the most pragmatic or dignified way that a, uh, an employer or an HR executive can, uh, conduct this this not so easy process so I think the essence is to be fair and to follow legal process which often doesn't happen so to technically explain the reason to look at the bigger picture in a way that makes a person understand why it's happening then to look at the individual and once the process has um, gone through to perhaps offer them flexible consulting opportunities or some part-time work or alternatives so that there's something that they can still possibly continue to do within the company. You know, and, and I love, I love what she said, um, especially with uh, offering them something part-time, because it also just, it's, it's, uh, sends that message across that their services are certainly valuable and not that they'll be able to, uh, actually be able to utilize their services, uh, you know, for most of the time or on a full-time basis, but at least that offers some form of, uh, comfort or assurance. And also, uh, you know, considering the time frame as well, uh, you know, uh, with, with the economy that we're in, what's actually, I mean, if, if you had to look at, uh, the number of months in advance to actually have this conversation with your employee. How long in advance should an employer actually do so? So I think the reality is it often happens one month in advance. They've got to have consultation though. So it can be two to three months. It does vary, but I think often it happens within a month to three months. And that is a fairly short time span. And it, it it certainly is, but I think I mean I know they say that there is that saying, uh, you know, the 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 best day to deliver bad news is yesterday. However, I think, uh, you know, it's it's something that also just needs to be uh, preemptively uh, done um, from the from from management side or from from HR side, uh, so that just to give that person somewhat of a um, just a just enough of a, of a window period to be able to also explore uh, their other options as well. 
Absolutely, and I think financial things are the biggest um, challenge for most people. Most people do not have an emergency fund where you can pull out six months' salary. So the financial aspect is really frightening. Absolutely, and you know, thank goodness we we are we are having this conversation. I'm speaking to Jennifer Ritchie, and we are talking about preparing yourself for retrenchment. Jennifer is a career coach, trainer, retrenchment, and reinvention specialist, and she is also uh, the author of the book Retrenchment: A Coaching Handbook for Reinventing Yourself. And that's what it is. Uh, that, that's what it what it should be about, essentially. Once we, you have overcome, uh, you know, the emotional hurdle, uh, you know, just going through those. Uh, the steps and the phases which is natural we are human but also we need to come to that point where we can uh, take charge and be able to uh, take control of our of our careers and you know speaking of which uh, Jennifer you know uh, how do we actually turn being retrenched from being overwhelming into an empowering experience I do believe that that you have uh, you know some steps uh, that you've uh, written yourself to just uh, help rebuild yourself and in your career so how, how do we go about that so my book covers six, seven chapters, um, psychological, then dealing with legal, financial, and practical, getting to grips with technical career basics, preferring professional documentation, then getting out there and networking, reinventing yourself, continually applying for positions, and then preparing for interviews and formal meetings. So it's an on and sustaining the impetus. So it's an ongoing disciplined process whereby if you do the work, if you do the groundwork, you are going to reap the rewards. Absolutely. And I think it's about, I mean, ultimately, if, if one can just continue the, the, the networking process. And also, I think I always feel that, uh, you know, especially even within your social circles, transparency is key. Uh, you know, I always feel that, you know, when people do ask, um, you know, how are you doing today? Uh, and I, I honestly feel that, you know, what, that's the time to just put your heart on your sleeve and say, listen, I am, I'm going through a very trying time. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've, I've recently been retrenched. I'm just trying to explore my options. And who knows, maybe the person that you're talking to can actually um, open a door for you in, in, in one way or another. Absolutely. And you need to adjust your lifestyle. You need to look at your um, transition income. You need to educate your family and friends. And they mustn't think that you can continue to spend as you have been spending. So you also need to educate your circles around you and use their help. And many of us do not use the help of other people enough. And it, it's true. And I think, you know, as, as long as people do understand that there is assistance, especially, um, you know, especially with, 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 with professionals such as yourself, uh, you know, you don't just, uh, you don't just consult with, uh, individuals, but also with organizations as well. And I mean, you've written this book that, which has just been very, uh, uplifting and inspiring. I mean, I've also visited, uh, with visiting your website that has uh, gotten, uh, it has received rave reviews as well. And, uh, you know, we are, we are going to just round off the conversation, but do you have any, uh, final words of advice, uh, words of comfort for any of our listeners who may be grappling with this at the moment? I just think don't underestimate yourselves and don't let it get to you. Your potential is really unlimited and if you put in the groundwork I really can guarantee that the results and the um, 
good things will come and this too will pass. And you can keep saying that to yourself, this too will pass because it will. And it's absolutely true. It, it, it is a season. And um, I know there's this there's a saying by a lady by the name of Orion Mountain Dreamer. And uh, just uh, just something to also keep in mind. She always says that the only way out is through. So it's it's yes. it's something to, to as opposed to just going through it. It's something to grow through just to keep perspective. Absolutely. And the book is inexpensive. It's a hundred rand. And um, if it's appropriate, I can give you my email address. It is available on Amazon and the ebook websites. But Jen, J-E-N, career coach at gmail.com. And I can send it directly to anyone who would like the book or give you advice via email. And you know, I, I certainly think our listeners uh, will be will be consulting you. And uh, you know, I, I I definitely think this is beneficial. And also, just to I think it's 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 important to have this conversation to also give our listeners just that glimmer of hope, something to hold on to. That uh, you know, this is a season, and you are able to reinvent yourself. And looking back, you'll actually see that you've overcome and you've grown uh, as a person immensely. And uh, this was something that was actually meant to happen for your own good in, in one way or another. And Jennifer, I'd just love to say th- uh, thank you so much. And we look forward to speaking to you again on, on Weekend Early. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your wealth of, of expertise. Thank you very much. And all the best to those out there who are working through that. Thank you, Jennifer. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank Goodbye. you.